Thank you, Jesus. Thank you. Let's put our hands together for the King of Kings, the Lord of Glory, God Almighty. Come on, you can do better for him. Put your hands together. Put your hands together. Put your hands together, 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 together. Thank you, Jesus. Wonderful. You may be seated. We are so glad to be here. We are excited to be in the house of the Lord. Thank you so much, choir. Thank you for for being a blessing to us. And I would like to thank our team that has led us through into intercession. Again, thank you so much for setting ablaze the atmosphere. We are still on a, a prayer marathon. And it is uh, also critical that we keep gathering here and there so that we keep investigating what we are doing so that we keep doing it the right way. And that's the reason why we are here today. So that we don't keep praying amiss. You don't want to be like one who is wrestling against the wind. You want to see um, the opponent, the enemy that you are contending with. And you also must be able to measure the damage. It's important that you critically analyze the effects of your prayer. It's important to always take note of the damage that you would have caused in the kingdom of darkness as you are praying. Of course, there is a lot of havoc there is a lot of chaos. There is serious instability in the realms of darkness. Because of what we are doing. Yes. We had quite a number of people 
whose names were yet to be registered in the spirit in terms of um, being recognized as people of impact but as we were praying during this week there is a lot of you that got registered and from this week going forward what you say matters now so I'm going to share with you briefly and I will again let you go on time and then I would have wanted to hear some of the experiences that you had during your prayer time but i would not have time then to share with you on what i have which is the word for today so let me take you through the few things that I have. Then we pray. Then we go. But before we go, if I sense a need for some of you to be prayed for, we might have to do so. But prayer, prayer, prayer has a number of facets that we need to be aware of. Prayer comes in different measures it comes in different levels levels in terms of intensity levels in terms of the light that prayer brings the illumination that is brought by prayer as people pray the light that begins to shine all those things we I wish I had a lot and a lot of time to share with you so that you can at least appreciate what is happening around you even as you pray atmospheres are shifting as people pray 
Environments are altered as God's people pray. Destinies are changed. Plans of the enemy are exposed. Calamities are postponed. Disasters are stopped. Sick bodies are healed. Confused minds are instructed. Where you have no idea, as you pray, you are brought into a place of divine counsel. Two minutes ago, you didn't know what to do. And two minutes later, you have several options to choose from. So know what is happening as prayer is happening. Know what else is happening as prayer is happening. <coughs> there is something which is so difficult because by nature because most people are people because most humans are humans and they are not gods there is something which is so difficult for them to do because of their level of selfishness <coughs> which is to pray for another person. It's so difficult praying for someone else because as far as you are concerned, you still have a lot concerning you that you are yet to cover in prayer. So you, you keep hoping that by the time I'm done praying for myself, <laughs> then I will think of somebody else. But there is a secret that is hidden within that practice that helps you get your own personal results even as you pray for somebody else. It is in the book of Job chapter 42 verse number 10 where Job prayed for his friends and God turned his captivity. So it's going to be very short. 
But you will have to identify people in your life that you are ready to pray for. It was his captivity that God turned. And the Lord turned the captivity of Job. When, At what time? When he prayed. When was, uh, listen. When he prayed for his friends. And God what? Turned. The what? The captivity. Of who? Of Job. Whose captivity? Job. Job's what? It means that Job, in as much as he was a lover of God and loved by God, he was captured. He was a slave. For God to turn the captivity of Job, it means that Job had to be captured at some point. And he was in that prison not until he prayed. He did not, no, he did not stay in that captivity until he decided to pray against the captivity. No. He stayed in captivity until he decided to pray for his friends who were not in that captivity. It's a confusing passage of scripture. I know we might have quoted it several times. But it doesn't make sense that you pay your friend a visit who is critically ill. He has lost everything in terms of money. Lost everything in terms of livestock. He has lost his family. And then you, you come to him. And then he prays for you. It means that you could be in a more serious state. If such a man in that kind of a state is to pray for you. And the problem that you are having is that you are not even aware of the problem that you are having. For such a man who has lost all of his sons and daughters. And the buildings have collapsed. All that the devil left was the wife.
And she, she was the only thing that kept on happening in his life. Everything else stopped. Business stopped. Money stopped. Wife still happening. There was a reason why the devil saw it fit to keep the wife alive. Because she's on the list of the afflictions that a man has to go through. <laughs> you know, the devil is very smart. You have, you have to understand. Ah, hallelujah. Okay. I said I wanted this one to be very, very short. Let's, let's get to the point. Job is in captivity. Not away from his house. He is in his own house. Yet captured. And then there came a time when God wanted to Forgive Job's friends. You can go to some few verses before that and see where God said to Job's friends, you have provoked me to anger. As Job's friends, you have provoked me to anger. Verse 7. And it was so. And lest my anger is kindled against you, I want you to go to my seventh job and you bring seven sacrifices and present a burnt sacrifice and let my seventh job pray for you. Him I will hear. <laughs> you I will not. Because of what you have said against me. And yet when I look at what Job had also said about God, it's exactly what his friends also said about the same God. But God is saying, you, were, you did not speak right concerning me like my seventh job did. Because when they came to Job, they were saying, this is the Lord's doing. It's God who is doing this to you. And God was not happy with that. And Job himself, it also said the same. Even to his own wife. Should you expect only good things from the Lord? So he was also saying this also is from the Lord. Yet God is coming so harsh on Job's friends. And he's saying what you said about me I don't like it. You did not speak right concerning me like my seventh job did. I need, I need the whole day to just talk about that. What they didn't understand was that 
Job at some point had prayed. In this passage of scripture, Job had fasted and prayed and he was in sackcloth and in ashes asking the Lord for forgiveness. It was after that prayer where Job had just been forgiven and God now is coming to his friends and he's saying verse 6 wherefore I abhor myself and repent in dust and ashes mm -hmm. and it was so that after the Lord has spoken these words unto Job the Lord said unto Eliphaz the Temanite, my wrath is kindled against thee yes. and against thy two friends. Mm. For ye have not spoken of me the thing that is right. Can you see that God is even talking to Job's friends? And it's not, it's not, it's not like a rank simply because you hear God. Because you think it's a rank. If you can hear God. God is speaking to people that he is angry with. And he is saying, I, I'm so angry with you. Yet they could hear God's voice. They could hear God's voice. God is speaking to them at his level of anger, not love. They could still hear God's voice. Because you thought it's a rank being able to hear when God speaks. They could still hear God when God was angry with them. Okay? Now, what did God say? My wrath is kindled against thee and against thy two friends. For ye have not spoken of me the thing that is right as my servant Job hath. Is my servant Job hath. The same Job who said, God gives, God takes away. And that's what the friends came to confirm, that it's, it's God who took away. And God was angry with them. At the time God is saying this is because Job had confessed. So all of those portions where Job had said nonsense concerning God, he had repented in ashes and God edited his life and deleted portions where he said nonsense. So God might come today and say he has never spoken against me and yet you heard him speak against God yesterday. So be very careful before you judge people that you meet today. You see them sitting here in church and there are things that you can remember about them where there are some of the faces that you see in this ministry. <laughs> you don't know what has happened in between.
There are people that have been to clubs that are here and according to God they have never been to any club. That's for you to remember. You are not aware of the ashes and the sackcloth in between. And you can be judged by God for doing exactly what they did. And God is saying, why can you not copy my servant Job? And you remember Job saying exactly what you are being punished for. There is a part of people's lives that you are not aware of. Don't be quick to judge and don't be quick to condemn. Don't be quick to write off people. As long as a man can pray, as long as a person can lift up his hands before the Lord, his story can change. As long as there is still an opportunity for people to pray, destinies can be altered. You can sit down. Let me try to close this. Do you know that at this time, God is also interested in forgiving Job's friends? But not until they are prayed for. God wants to forgive the entire world. He's ready to forgive them, but he's not ready to forgive them unless we pray for them. So God is saying, go ahead of me. Who you pray for, I forgive. So you choose who I forgive. Mercy is available. But I will not dish out mercy. I want you to direct my mercy. Identify people today that you'd want me to forgive. I will not forgive them until you pray for them. And who are those people? Some of you are not aware that those people have now become your disease. Unless they are forgiven, you cannot be healed. You might not know who exactly is your problem. But how is it that you pray for your friend and it is your captivity that is turned? Where is the connection there? Where is the connection there? How 
how is it that you can forgive a friend you can forgive a relative and you recover from high blood pressure where's the connection That your friend is not just your friend. It's, it's your high blood pressure. Ah. Almost all of your problems, all of your afflictions are somehow attached to an individual. identifying that person <laughs> who is a part of the calamity that you are going through and you know what to do with that person you have indirectly dealt with the problem that you are having over here how can you pray for a friend and it is your captivity that is ten it means somehow your captivity is connected to that individual. I'm helping you because you've been praying for years. And all of your prayers, you have been hitting over here and your problem is over there. It was not when he prayed for his captivity that God turned it. It was when Job prayed for his friends. His friends had told him that it is because of sin that you are going through what you are going through. Job was quiet for seven years. Listening to his friends, accusing him of all sorts of sins. You can you cannot be like this unless you have sinned. Confess and God will forgive you. And Job cannot remember ever committing any sin. Seven days. It doesn't mean that everything that his friends said was wrong. There are things that they said that were correct. But there are also things that they said that was not right. According to God. But here comes a time for them to be forgiven. He said, get seven bullocks and seven rams. And go and present yourselves before Job. And he prays for you. And him will I hear. But you I will not. Mm -hmm. Therefore take unto you now seven bullocks and seven rams. And go to my servant Job. And offer up for yourselves a burnt offering. Mm -hmm. And my servant Job shall pray. For you, mm -hmm. for him will I accept, mm -hmm. lest I deal with you after your folly. 
in that ye have not spoken of me the thing which is right, mm. like my servant Job. Yes. So Eliphaz, the Temanite, and Bildad, and Shuhite, and Zophar, and Namathite went and did according as the Lord commanded them. Mm -hmm. The Lord also accepted Job. Who was accepted? Job. Who gave the offering? His friends. Who was accepted? Job. Who gave the offering? His friends. Mm -hmm. And the Lord turned the captivity of Job. Of his friends. Of Job. Of his friends. Of Job. Whose captivity was turned? Job. Who was prayed for? His friends. Who prayed for his friends? Job. I don't know. You know, there is a huge number of people who might not really find sense in what we are saying here. Ah! For God to come after your captivity because you prayed for your friend. Where, where is the link? Where is the connection? You want to understand that? Your friends might not be the reason why you are in captivity. Your friends might not be the reason why you are in captivity. Yes, there are certain situations where you are in captivity because of wrong friends. But that is not always the case. That you are in captivity, you are losing your daughters, your sons, you have lost your riches because of friends. It's not always because of friends that, that you are in problems. No. But you can stay longer in that captivity because of the friends. You might not be in that situation because of a friend. But your friend then might determine how long you will stay in that captivity. It was not up to them to decide whether you have the affliction or not. But it is also up to them to decide when the affliction will end. The friends you have, you must also understand that they also have you. So there came a time when the captivity of Job was supposed to have ended. And it was protracted. 
because of the friendship he was now attached to a friend that was not forgiven by god And now the sin of a friend has become his sin. Because by befriending a sinful friend, you have also befriended the sin. So your captivity gets longer and longer and longer because you are now also considered a sinner not because you have sinned but because you have sinned by having a sinner that you call friend and by calling a, a sinner friend everything in him is your friend he is sin is your friend. There is no enmity between you and the sin that he has committed. So now your problem starts feeding on the sin of your friend. And unless your friend is forgiven, unless your friend is forgiven, you are still a friend to the sin that is in your friend. So your problem that was supposed to have ended last month, last year, keeps on pursuing you because of a friend that is yet to be forgiven by God. Though you were forgiven by God last year, hear me it's important that we get the people that we love to be forgiven by God because the people that we love we are somehow bound to love what they love and what they love God doesn't love you end up loving what they love because you love them. By loving them, you end up loving what they love and what they love, God doesn't love. What brings your captivity to its closure when your friend is forgiven? If it wasn't the sin of your friend, if it wasn't the sin of your friend, be seated. Be seated. How you handle people around you will decide today when your captivity will be turned. God has dealt with you according to you and God, God has forgiven you. He's calling you my servant job. Yet you are in captivity. He's talking good about you that God 
Job has spoken well concerning me, yet you are still in captivity. Having spoken well concerning God. It's now time that you consider people around you that are yet to be forgiven. Because your affliction is according to their level of disobedience. If all you care about is yourself, then your captivity is going to continue. Are you not forgiven, Job? You are. When you prayed and you fasted, did God not hear you? You were heard. But when is your captivity going to end? When you consider the people relatives, people that have offended you, that have insulted you, and you decide on a certain Sunday to forget about your captivity and you pray for them. You realize that when God forgives them, their forgiveness will become a conversion it's not God coming to forgive them and it ends there. Their forgiveness becomes something else to your captivity. Their forgiveness becomes the antidote to your condition. You are restored to your original state. When your mother, when your father that offended you has been prayed for and is forgiven. Be seated. I know some of you here you have been hurt so badly. No matter what people do, it's hard for you to recover from an attack. And I'm saying this from a place of experience. I've experienced that in my own life where the people that you trusted the most they've proven to be the most venomous serpents. <laughs> hear me. Child of God, hear me. Do, are you aware that some of the people that have offended you, are you aware that some of those people are not even smart enough to know? Their level of IQ cannot even help them remember. They can't even remember ever offending you. And the only person that can remember is you. And that remembrance becomes the affliction. Be seated. It was when Job prayed for his friends who had conducted a revival seven days. 
accusing Job of things that he had never done. And he was listening. Wondering how come I've been your friend for all these years. And you accuse me of such sins. Have you ever seen me? Have you ever seen me? Why do you walk around telling people that I'm your friend if you can accuse me like that? Seven days. They were sitting on his case. There are people that <laughs> be seated, please. Forgiveness and healing they walk together. Let me give you an example. Where I'm, t- I'm showing you now that when, when Job's friends were brought into the picture, when Job's friends were brought into the picture, then Job got healed. And he recovered. And I'm saying, your friends have a role to play. Don't leave them out. And I said, they might not be the reason why you are captured, but they can be the reason why you remain captured. They were not there when, when, when the devil came and he destroyed everything that Job had. But for him to recover, they were supposed to be introduced. They were not there when the attack came. But they are supposed to be there when the attack is being dealt with. There is a man who could not walk. But his friends had to carry him to Jesus for his captivity to be turned. And when they could not come nigh unto him for the press, they uncovered the roof where he was. Who uncovered the roof? His friends. friends. He was not sick because of the friends. But the friends have the capacity and the potential to end the calamity of this man. They will decide, the people in your life will decide when he cannot walk so he's in the hands of his friends. And the house is packed. There is no space. It is up to the friends to decide what to do next. It's not up to him. It's not your determination that matters now. It is their determination. 
It is what they are willing to risk in destroying another man's property just so that they lay you before Jesus. That's a role that your husband will have to play before you recover as a wife. That's a role that your wife will have to play before you recover as a sick husband. Friends were not behind the sickness, but they are behind the lifespan of the sickness. How long you will stay in your captivity, your friend will determine. We are seeing friends in both scenarios here. In Job's life, when the friends were introduced, God turned the captivity of Job. And this gentleman who is being brought before Jesus, when friends decided, it was when the friends decided. And his captivity was turned. And again, the man had to be forgiven. Son, thy sins be forgiven. Thy sins be... He had not come for a confession. He had come for healing. Because he thought that was the most important thing in his life. To be healed from a disease. And according to the healer, he knows that healing and forgiveness goes hand in glove. You have no power to heal unless you have power to forgive. Because sin could be the reason why the disease is attached to the man. He is sick not because the disease came after him. He is sick because the disease came after a sin. Some of you diseases that you have, it's not your disease. It is a disease of sin. It's sin that is sick. It's not your disease. It's a condition that comes to afflict sin. My God. And it's the sin that you are keeping. It's not your disease. This is why those are the diseases that when you are forgiven of your sin, the disease is taken away. Then you realize it wasn't your disease. There is no sin that is healthy. Every sin is sick. Sicknesses, they come after sins.
what you doctors do when there is cancer in a human body. I don't know what you introduce into the body. Hmm? I don't know what it is. Ah, okay. Then you introduce that into the body. And there is something, there is a reaction. There is something that will begin to happen in that body. Because the chemical is trying to stop something from happening. Stop something from multiplying, from increasing. Hmm? So when sin is in your body, there is need for that chemo. It's a disease that has to be sent to the sin so that sin dies. And for sin to die, sin has to become sick. Okay? So if you have made sin your lifestyle, it means that your lifestyle has now become that sin. And the day the sin is being afflicted and sin is being dealt with, you will not be spared. You have made yourself one with the omission. And when God introduces a vaccine, into the body to deal with sin. It's a disease not given to you. It's a disease given to the sin so that sin is dealt with and sin is stopped from multiplying. And you become sick because you have made yourself one with what? with that particular sin. That's the only way you can explain. How is it that a man comes and he is sick and you start by forgiving him? Son, your, your sins are forgiven. What has this got to do with that? You thought it was your disease. It was never your disease. It is the disease of your sin. If we are to take away sin, then the disease has to follow after the sin. And you are left healed. You were never sick after all. You were keeping a patient in your house. Everyone here who has got a relative at home who is sick. You are as sick as your relative. You wake up in the middle of the night as well as you are, but you have to wake up. So, so what's the difference? You are also sick. You become more concerned, more worried than the person who is sick. That's what happens when you when you when you keep sin. That diseases are after. You have a patient that you are keeping and you become one with the patient. Look 
It was after Job had also confessed. And God said, now you're okay. My seventh Job. He's talking about Job to everyone. But still Job is what? Still captured. This level of captivity requires that I also forgive other people around you. So they have to come and be prayed for. And whilst you are praying not for yourself but for them, you have now made the healing process complete. You are forgiven and the people that have offended you are also forgiven. Now, you are no longer a friend to a person that God is against. Are you following? Are you following? I, that's, what I, that's why I said at the beginning, it's not a message that most people will be interested in. Because you, all, all, you want to pray only for yourself. It's because you don't know how far you have been extended. You are not only limited to where you are. Parts of you are in other people's lives. So how do you gather yourself together? Maybe sit it. See what happens. Do you see that? Do you, are you aware that every relationship? Every relationship that you are in, it has a part of you. I'm in a relationship with my wife. It means there is a part of me in her. Okay? So, what should really encourage me to forgive her is knowing that she has a part of me that if I'm not to if I'm to not forgive her I'm yet to also forgive myself I have to forgive her for the part of me that she has and in forgiving her I have forgiven myself and I start to recover it's one thing for God to forgive you. It's another for you to forgive yourself. God has no problems with you. God has no issues with you. You have issues with yourself. You have sins that you have committed that you know mistakes that you have made that you know and you have forgiven yourself but you still have parts of you that are not with you that are with people around you <laughs> that you those parts are supposed to be forgiven as you forgive people that are in custody of those parts
Why should you pray for your enemy? If there is no benefit for you. But I say unto you, love your enemies, bless them that curse you. You are blessing those that are cursing you. Why? I dealt with that some time back, but just to, to remind some of you. Why should I not curse my enemy? Instead, I have to bless. If you curse everything about your enemy, you realize that you have also cursed yourself. Because you are all that your enemy is thinking about. He is committed to just thinking about it. They can't, they can't rest. It's like you, you have now become them. How can a man be so much dedicated to you that he has forget, forgotten about his own life and all he thinks about is you? He has since stopped living his own life. It's now your life that he is living. If you cast that, no, you're not getting what I'm saying. If you curse everything that he is thinking about and all that he is thinking about is you, who are you cursing? Do you know that enemies can have an obsession that is extremely mysterious? <laughs> they have enough problems to deal with. They have enough issues. They have their own children that are crying for school fees and this and that. Yet they can, they can forget all that and still think about you. That's a serious commitment. They have handed over themselves. They have surrendered their life. Now without you they cannot live anymore. So you have now become an activity in their lives. Unless you do something, unless you say something, they have nothing else to talk about. They have not, nothing else to think about. So before you curse them, understand that they now have a part of you. They now have a part of you. They now have a part of you that in blessing yourself, you have to bless them. It's not them that you are blessing. It's a part of you in them that you are blessing. I've seen that people, there are people, we have had several artists here. People that are good at looking at a picture and they look away and they can reproduce draw you and bring you out the way you, you are. What does that mean? Uh, 
He's transferring you to that piece of paper from himself. You are there in him. It's not just memory. Memory cannot go that far. It's you that he keeps seeing as he's drawing. He keeps seeing you. You can't keep a bicycle in your mind and keep drawing a car. It's impossible. It has to be a car in your mind that you keep drawing for it to come out as a car. They can't be thinking about you every time without having you in them. The same way you always think about yourself, that's exactly what is happening to them. They have to think about you because they have you. So blessing them is blessing yourself. Praying for them is praying for yourself. Then your captivity over here is turned. Now, as we are about to pray, look at this. I am afflicted and sometimes the affliction can be so painful that it would not allow me to think of a friend. My focus is on the pain. My focus is on the problem. And I believe that if I keep on hammering on this problem, God is going to deliver me. And I forget about friends. And yet this, this problem is somehow attached to the people that I'm not praying for. If you pray for your friend and you keep praying for people, there comes a time and you, you look at your life and you say, so when am I also going to pray for my You realize that's why I have endless problems because I'm, I'm busy praying for other people and I've forgotten my... You don't know the secret. Most people that are, that are praying for themselves every day they are not getting the answers that they are asking for. Because they, they don't know this secret. It was when he had prayed for other people that God turned his not there, his not there, his captivity. Ha! The ones that you are praying for are not in that same captivity. They might not even seek for your forgiveness. They have a disease that they are not aware of, so they are not ready to be on any treatment. They are not aware that they are sick. So it's up to you now to decide. Because their sickness will reflect in your life as bitterness. As bitterness. And bitterness will destroy and kill the bitter.
There are people that you have held in a very high esteem. You have placed certain people where they don't belong. You think these are key people. Yet there is nothing key about them. If it was a man that has lost his mind and he walks past your house naked and he's insulting you, calling you all sorts of names, you would not write that in your diary. Are doctors not being insulted by patients every day? When they are in pain, when women are delivering, they are insulting everyone, including the husband that made them pregnant. So as a husband, if you take note of that now, You must always consider circumstances around people that have offended you. If you are insulted by a mad person, you would not even think about it. Because his condition is well defined, you know he's not okay. So some of the people that have offended you, and you are offended, it is because you think they are what? They are okay. And the reason why you think they are okay is because of a what? And a what? A Chinese suit. Yet not every mad man will throw away his clothes. Some people that have lost their mind, it is their clothes that they will keep clothes. Having lost their mind, they will keep their claws because that's the camouflage. You will not be aware that you are dealing with a mentally challenged individuals. Especially if they insult you in English. Please, you have placed people where they don't belong. Some of those people are not okay. Forgive. How can a person who is normal be against a person like you? You know yourself. You know yourself. You're just a good guy. How 
can somebody be so determined? He wants to see you going down. What kind of a person is that? Mentally challenged. What have you done to people? What have you done to them? Wadi. What have you done? Ha. Neither say. So it's time that you try and remember all of those people. When you are praying, don't, don't mind mentioning their names. Because some of them are close to you. But uh, <laughs> but you, you, you have them in your mind. And I've also realized that in life, if you, you will notice that there are people that you are struggling to forgive. And yet some of them have not even sinned against you. It is in your mind. You were lied to. Before you even start to think of forgiving them. Some of them, they did not do anything against you. Already I'm helping you now realize that <laughs> Instead of trying to forgive, the offense doesn't exist. You imagined a wrong thing. And you entertained a thought until it became solid. And every proof and evidence gathered around that thought. And you said, this is the person. He's after me. <laughs> no. Before you even think of forgiving, the person might have never 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 sinned against you. You must understand the work and the function of the accuser of the brethren. Some of you, 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 you know economics more than you know the devil. 
You don't know how the accuser of the brethren functions. When he finds a place in your mind and he introduces a name and he wants you to target an individual with your anger and revenge. Everything will line up if I'm to look at the list of the people that you, are, that you are going to forgive if I say now forgive, start praying you are going to mention people that have never sinned against you if I look at the list as a prophet <laughs> you'll be shocked most of those people have not have never some of the people that spoke to you in a way that you didn't like were actually trying to help you. It's your level of understanding of love that was law. A child that you beat up today so that he behaves well will misinterpret that in the future. You will hear your child confessing that I was being abused growing up. Yet even with God, I chastise. It's, it's a result of love that he, he beats you up. So even the people that you think have offended you, it's your lower level of understanding of love. You, some of you, my parents, are going to hear your children. You'll be shocked at what point. The way I grew up. Even to say, doing it for their body so that they don't. abuse All that is being packaged as part of your. And your daughter, your son will have to struggle to forgive you. I so these are things that some of you are holding right now in your mind. Misunderstanding of love. A friend who loves you must at some point not give you money. Even if he has the money. Out of love. Even when you are seeing the money, I can deny you access to that money. Are you following this? Scores to settle with people because of their money. You can take your seats.
four months ago we were discussing with my wife. Wanga wapfidza nokukumbirwa indapfidza nokukumbirwa. People were asking for money and even from her too. Then I was saying to her, this is an amazing observation that uh, uh, come across. Have you realized that we, we have people that are thinking about our money more than we do? Hey. I know you will forgive me for saying that. But it's just amazing that you get to a point where you realize that there is someone who is taking time thinking and planning according to your money. More than you even think of your own money. You also go funga. And those are the same people who are going to say, I'm busy with scriptures and revelations. Why are they busy thinking of my money? <laughs> and those people, if you don't help them, you have become their enemy. Your job is to work out money. If it's to help me, problem, let it be your money which will solve your problem. Not pursuing other people's money. Who's that about doing that? Who's that about doing that? Who's that about doing that? Who's This way. Is that not so? Someone who who loves me a lot was asking for ammunition how to defend himself by defending me. And I said to him, do I, do I look like I need your, your, your defense? Do, 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 you, do, you, do you have a hand that can protect me? Do you, do you even have a mouth that can? <laughs> I'm not in need of all that. <clears throat> and in particular, he raised up a point. He said, how do, I, how do I respond to people? Because somebody once said to me, what, what, what do you think of your prophet who, who buys an expensive car? And then I said, if I have to tell you what to say, you're not the right person even to be even defending me. <clears throat> I would rather have the person ask me that question. 
Because I have never in my life, not even once, I have never bought an expensive car. If it was expensive, I wouldn't have bought it. I don't know what is wrong with people. I've only bought cheap cars. I've only built cheap houses. If it was expensive, I wouldn't have what? The problem is, it is expensive to who? To you. It's your money that you want to use to buy what I have bought. So the term expensive, whose who's, who's term is that? I'm, I'm, I'm smart enough to know when a product is expensive and I will not buy it because I can't. Have I stopped sending my children to school because of a house that I've built? No? So what about expensive rubber? So where is the expense coming from? Ruva. What kind of a shoe we should call expensive? How much is it? Phone is expensive A phone that can be termed to be expensive. How much would it be? <laughs> it's just about being able to afford. With an iPhone 14 in your pocket. It's in a airtime foot. With no airtime on top of that. That's what we call an expensive phone. Go home knowing this. Why get into stress about someone else's money? Hello? Some of the people, they think all we do is preach. We are good at preaching. We are good at preaching. If we delve into business, we do it to great heights. <laughs> We have a lot of products to sell. 
Why? Because money is everywhere where there is problems. Where there is a problem, there is money. Remove yourself from people's conversations. People that have not helped you are not your enemies. They are not. my children I've done old. my part. I've looked after my children. You are not going to be if I give you bread and you give your food, you are not good. So continue thinking that she transfer. My friends, your friends and tell them where to get bread here. Reduce friends, you don't have the capacity to feed them. Amen. I have to say this because some of you people you have overloaded yourselves. You want to appease. You want to make everyone around you happy. And yet you are outsourcing my resources. Don't. Don't. Doesn't matter even if it's a girlfriend. They ask for money that you don't have. You are to destroy our image. You don't want to destroy you come and give her. This is she doesn't know that you've borrowed. So she will elevate you at that level of being. Let it be known by those who love you. That you have got to be able to do it. Let it be known by those who love you. That you don't have money. 
If they are going to walk away because of that, let them walk away. Why would you want to impress? You realize at the end of the day, what's life here? The people that you used to care for, they, they didn't care about you. They didn't care about you give someone your own bus fare. You bought a bus. Even when they bought the bus, they'll be gossiping about you. Yet you have sacrificed for them to go by bus and you are walking. bus <laughs> so it's not all about quickly forgiving someone. I want to and you're also included there. There are people that you meet here after service before you don't know what the person is going through. They have their own issues troubling them. Caught in between. And you call them. You say they gave you a cold shoulder. <laughs> Yet you don't People have got issues troubling them. Just know that people have their own troubles. Those are showing our my streets was one man that's why you see people on the streets these days, they are talking to you. You can see from a distance. You they can even come and bark There is a lot happening in people's minds. People are going through a lot of things. Stop, stop compiling. You are not their problem. So don't be their problem. They are not your problem. They've got their own issues. Are you following this? Are you following this? So instead of instead of forgiving this, some of them are the ones who are supposed to forgive. Because you hated people who didn't hate you. You said they said this about me. Yet you are the one who ended up saying things about them. So the one who is supposed to be forgiven there is you. 
you realize that when you start forgiving, this week you dedicate yourself to just forgiving and letting go. In case forgive. People who offended you, forgive. The forgiveness is important for you, not for them. You are forgiving them for your sake. 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 Because I'm stuck. I want to move on. I want to go forward. Remember offenses with your grandmother, my guru, your grandfather, your uncle, your Nambuya. Why? Say. Why? You say things, probably joking, jokingly. Which they remember up until now. There's something jokingly. And someone remembers. But they took it. Because to them you were serious. You are not allowed to joke. You are not allowed to joke at all. Those mechete zauri the same thing that you are accusing them. Not many people are against you. So be ready to let go so that your captivity can be turned. Nathan, captivity. I'm sick and tired of this captivity. I don't want to sleep thinking about other people. I have a lot of things to think about myself. I don't want to be bothered. I want to focus on my life now. But for this captivity to be turned, I have to forgive my friends. I have to pray for them. Even for God to forgive them. Even for God to forgive them. Some of you, as you are praying this prayer, your captivity is being around. That's how you become God-like. He's in the business of not remembering people's omissions. He's in the business of forgiving. The more you become like God, the more you forgive. That's what you spend the rest of your day doing. Look into God's itinerary. Look into God's diary. Look into God's to-do list. All he's doing throughout the day is forgiving sinners. Do that. And you are setting yourself free.
from captivity. Definitely definition of captivity that captivity in this is the captivity that has afflicting a lot of us. You have lost your former, your original state. Captivity, a former state of prosperity. But what is trying to let you know is the state before prosperity. Your position before success. Before you rise, your previous place where you take off from is called captivity. <laughs> and to be delivered from that, you need God to set you free. It's captivity. Prosperity actually a job. Job's prosperity. Yogutanga, younger captivity. It was once captivity on the onset. Prosperity actually Yogutanga that he lost. Prosperity that poverty. Everything that he lost is in that prosperity was actually a captivity. No, why do we You can read that. You read it again. That's good. What is captivity there? Captivity. Former state of what? A former state of prosperity. Okay, it's all right. I guess and God had to turn him from that. It was nothing compared to what was coming ahead. All this is captivity. When God decides to set you free from that captivity, you have to be fired from your work. Do you have time for that? I don't have time for that. Let me leave that aside. It's time to pray. Can, we can all stand. You see after now that what you had before was nothing compared to what is coming. I repeat. You'll see from now, from this week, moving forward that everything that you had in the past that you have lost was nothing in terms of value compared to what is coming. More beautiful daughters are going to be born. Yes. 
You know in a matter of months that that was never a car after all. That was not a house after all. That was not a piece of property after all. Why? God is turning your captivity. Are you following this? Are you hearing this? Are you hearing this? Are you hearing this? Now you are going to pray. And you are directing God's mercy towards individuals that have really offended you. As long as you are sure that they have indeed offended you, you need to pray and you ask God to forgive them for your sake. You say today I've discovered what has prolonged my captivity. It's because my friend is yet to be forgiven. My sister is yet to be forgiven. My brother is yet to be forgiven. Oh, now I know the secret. Lord, forgive them today. Lord, forgive her today. I know you're bleeding, but just ask the Lord right now to forgive everyone. Anyone that comes into your mind. You are not sure of what happened, but just ask the Lord to forgive. Lift your voice wherever you are. It's going to be very short. You are asking the Lord to forgive. To forgive. Lord, please forgive my friends. I pray for them. I pray for them. Pray, 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 pray.
Thank you, Jesus. Child of God, listen to this. Now, as you are praying throughout this week, praying every day like we have been doing, before you engage in asking for anything, this has to be factored in at the beginning of every prayer. First few minutes, you are forgiving people. And then the rest of the time, you are praying, asking the Lord to reveal you to you. You are praying for that, and I know it's a very serious prayer. I know you always want God to reveal himself to you. I know that's your hunger. You want God to reveal himself to you. But listen to this instruction that is coming. It's time that also God reveals you to you. Because in most cases, you are in conflict with yourself because you are yet to understand yourself. You don't know you. You don't know you. You have to enter into a season where God brings you to you and he introduces you. Have you ever wondered, who am I? What is it with me? 
It's time that God explains who you are now to you. This week, there is a lot about you that you are going to know. <laughs> God will reveal all that you knew about yourself were weaknesses. You know strength. You know power. There are things hidden in that earthen vessel. A list of treasure that God is going to give to you of things that you can do that you never thought were possible. As you are praying, God will give you images and pictures of yourself in a better position, in a different location, doing different things from what you are doing now. Write all of those imaginations because you are becoming bigger and greater than what you are now. God is going to introduce you to you. I'm going to say a person who doesn't look like what you are. Yet it is you. It's an image of yourself. There is a better you which is now coming. And that's his time. It's his turn now to manifest. There is a better version of you that will begin to manifest from this time as you are praying. Are you following this? As you will be praying. A better version. There is a better version of you. There is a better version of you. The you that can walk on water. The you that can fly. The you that the devil cannot defeat. That's the part that is about to manifest now. You are saying, oh God. <laughs> Let me know. You are the same Jesus that said to Peter, you are Peter. Introduce me to me. Let me know of my name. Who am I? What am I? What can I do in this country? I want to make impact. I want to bring transformations, changes. It's your moment now to rise. So as you have already every day, first of all, you are forgiving people and then you get into this moment of self-discovery. I want to have a look at the treasures that are hidden in this earthen vessel. 
what can I do, Lord? Send me, I am here. Use me, I am here. So you are making yourself available this week for God's service. And you are going to be doing great things. Believe you me, you will be doing great things. In the name of Jesus, so every day we pray. You can be praying throughout the day. Your own prayers. But this in particular, you make sure that it's one hour you pray. One hour you pray. One hour you pray. You start by what? Forgiving people. That's what God's do. They forgive. And then you start lining up things. I want to see me, Lord. Open my eyes so that I can see me. There is a lot of confusion in my life. I don't know what I'm supposed to do. I'm not, I don't know where I'm supposed to go. I don't know if you know what to say. But now, reveal me to me. That's very, very critical. Are you following this? Now, I would want to maybe say just a word over some of you here that are not feeling well, you are in pain, you want the Lord to heal you. Now, the rest of us, we can remain standing. But the ones that are not feeling well can sit. I want to send a word. Don't confuse this. Only sit when you are in pain. Stand when you are okay. Only sit when you are not well. What I'm sending to where you are now is a word. Because you cannot go home the same. It will not happen that way. God wants you free. He wants you well. He wants you healthy. He wants you healed. Because there is an assignment waiting for you to be performed. We are not in this world to be spending most of our time being sick. No. We are here for an assignment. And being sick is not one of those assignments. God wants you fit so that you can function. I release a word over your body. I'm releasing a word over your body. A word over your body. From the crown of your head to the soles of your feet. Let the healing power of the almighty God be transferred now. Be healed in the name that is above every other name. Let your body respond to divinity. Be healed in the name of Jesus. Be restored. Be made whole. 
Let every pain go. In the name of Jesus, I declare you healed. Healed and healed in Jesus' name. Come on, put your hands together for the Lord for healing the sick. Yes. 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 Now, you know by now what follows this testimony after testimony after testimony. If you know that you have been sent by God to come and not only be ministered unto, but also to minister unto the Lord, it's time to give. It's not time for everyone. Some they come to be ministered to, but some they come to minister. Don't come into the house of God and you go back home without ministering. Giving to God is a ministration. It's one of the most difficult ministries. But if you can do that, then you are an effective minister. You are bringing your seed to the altar. You drop it on the altar. And then you go home. So if you are in the overflow, there is an altar in the overflow. I know by the time that I'm saying this, there are thousands of people already going. It's okay. But for those of you that have come to minister that understand the importance of ministering, make it a culture that you stay until it is time for you to go and you give before you go. Now the place is declared open. The altar is ready to receive. As you drop your seed on the altar, there is always a connection. As far as I know, this altar doesn't stay here. This altar follows people wherever they go. This place will speak for you. This place will defend you. Whatever has been said here will follow you everywhere you go. Do you believe what I'm telling you? So I pray for your seed. If you have your seed, raise it up. Let me see. Let me see, let me see. Raise it up, raise it up, raise it up. Raise your seed, raise your seed, raise your seed, raise your seed, raise your seed. Raise it, 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 raise it. That seed is blessed. That seed is multiplied. As you give, so shall you be given. So shall you be given. So shall you be given. Shall men give unto your bosom? Shall men give unto your bosom? Until you overflow. I say overflow. I say overflow. I say overflow. I say overflow. In the name of Jesus. Now you can go and drop your seed on the altar. Choir, go ahead. Give us a nice piece as we celebrate and as we thank God for what he is doing. I join you midweek. Bless you.